Welcome to the Mindfulness Meditation Podcast presented by the Rubin Museum of Art. We are a museum in Chelsea, New York City that connects visitors to the art and ideas of the Himalayas and serves as a space for reflection and personal transformation. I'm your host, Tashi Chodron. Every Thursday, we present a meditation session inspired by a different artwork from the Rubin Museum's collection and led by a prominent meditation teacher from the New York area. This podcast is a recording of our weekly in-person practice. In the description for each episode, you will find information about the theme for that week's session, including an image of the related artwork. Our Mindfulness Meditation Podcast is presented in partnership with Sharon Salzberg and teachers from the New York Inside Meditation Center, the Interdependence Project, and Parabola Magazine, and supported by the Frederick P. Lenz Foundation for American Buddhism. And now, please enjoy your practice. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Mindfulness Meditation uh, here at the Rubin Museum of Art. I'm Tim McHenry. I'm Deputy Executive Director here. And in 2023, we had 1,013,265 listens to mindfulness meditation around the world, which just goes to show that there's a global interest in what we here at the Rubin produce here in our little home for now at 150 West 17th Street in Chelsea, Manhattan. Thank you for being part of it. You have made that happen. This is where we strive to have art and mindfulness meet. And so we inspired by our collection, we first take a look at a work from our collection, and then we'll hear a brief talk by our teacher, Michelle Pascal. And then we're going to have a short sit together, guided by Michelle. So let's take a look at today's art. And what we selected for you today to comprise and embody the theme of love and generosity is the deity known as Ratna Sambhava. Ratna means jewel. And you can see his right hand is in the mudra of supreme generosity. And a form of Ratna Sambhava can actually be experienced in the Mandala Lab because he was one of the members of the five Buddha family. He resides in the south where greed and pride tend to dominate. And our job is to find where the wisdom of equality and equanimity reside in that self-same energy. And that comes from generosity, recognizing that we're all equal. And Chögyam Trumpa, in his extraordinary uh, translation or iteration of the five Buddha families, described Ratnasambhava, pictured him as a giant fruit tree that generously lets the fruit fall on the ground so that anybody, regardless of size, can indulge and benefit from the fruit. That's the sort of equality generosity of spirit that Ratna Sambhava embodies. So let's um, hear from our teacher, Michelle Pascal, today. Uh, Michelle is a meditation teacher of extraordinary quality and ability. He's been teaching for 25 years. And what he has done in a groundbreaking way is address the needs of uh, the incarcerated populations of our country, prisoners, who 
are within a very tight and confined space and have nowhere else to go except inside. And he has helped them discover the resilience and the fortitude and the generosity that can come from within. And uh, his work is just extraordinary and we really salute, uh, salute his pioneering spirit in this uh, endeavor. He's written 20 books on spirituality, including Meditation for Daily Stress, 10 Practices for Immediate Well-Being, and uh, he's known as the Medicine Voice. And as some of you have experienced already, he uses the energetic quality of the vocal transmission of mantras and sound and lyric presence to help us understand and resonate together as a community here in this room. And this room is uh, designed for an acoustic experience. It's a cherry wood walled uh, theater, which uh, really helps sound reach its most potent element. So um, it's a very special place to enjoy his uh, particular transmission. Uh, he's performed at Carnegie Hall many times. He's played at the Peace Day concert in Times Square this past September. And on December the 10th of this year, he will present his methods at the United Nations. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today. To each of you for your coming. Today it's a special session for me because I would like to dedicate this session, this prayer, your prayer, to Sarah. Sarah, she is the sister of Kathleen, my friend. Sarah took her life one year ago. It's like she is present with us. And Kathleen decided to take a flight, especially from Toronto, to be with us today. And I talk about uh, suicide because, as you know, prisoners are very affected by suicide. 98% of the prisoners have suicide tendencies. With our meditation program at Amity Foundation, since 10 years, zero suicide. Zero. This is the best result of America on the population, the most affected. And we have also in this room the meditation teacher who works with me, Juliana. She is a teacher dedicated specially for lifers, prisoners incarcerated for life in Los Angeles. So I am very happy to be with you, to be with each of you. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you for all your coming. Let's pray. Let's sing together before to talk. Let's sing O Mani Pemeo.
It means, may all I can say today be full of love. All I can think today be full of love. All I can do today be full of love. May I can be present to every person that I will meet today in my life. May I can be very present to every person today. May I can pray from all my heart today. May we can, may we can become a prayer together for the soul of Sarah, very present 
in the invisible world. May we can support Kathleen and our family. May we can support each of you and all your family and everyone in New York City and in the world. Oh, Mani, Oh, 
Why do we commit suicide? Why are we depressed? Because we overthink. Overthinking is the first poison that we create by ourselves. We overthink all the time. We ruminate. We cannot stop the machine. Today our topic is the awakening. The awakening, this is not to take drugs. The awakening, this is not uh, to go in a quiet place to meditate. The awakening, it's when we stop overthinking. When we stop overthinking, we wake up our mind. Usually, our mind is sleeping. Sleeping with an active laziness. Active laziness means because we overthink, we are unable to stop. You know, the most difficult thing is to do nothing. This is the most difficult thing to do nothing. So the awakening, this is when we calm the mind. The awakening, this is not to go in artificial paradise, etc. Every, any substance destroys our cognitive process. Any substance. We have the possibility just with our brain to leave the awakening. But the awakening for me, it's uh, when we take the train in New York City. We take the train, but our mind is calm. We are quiet in the train. The awakening, it's when we are in the traffic, but our mind is quiet. The awakening, it's when we are at the workplace, when we have conflict, when we are tired, when we are fed up. But our mind is quiet because we can have any problem in our life. We are not our problems. We can be sick, 
We can have a big sickness. We are not the sickness. We can have a conflict. We are not the conflict. There is something free inside of us. In Buddhism, we talk about the nature of the Buddha. There is a space. There is something who is free. But the difficulty is we overthink all the time. When I teach for the, the prisoners, I say to them, who is incarcerated? In the same day, sometimes I teach, I remember one day I teach in Malibu for a very, very rich person. She lives in a castle. I have never seen a house like that in my life. She has bodyguard, maid, coach, whenever, meditation teacher, yoga teacher. She was overstressed. When I arrived, she said, oh, Michel, Michel, she, she was in panic. She was incarcerated. After, I was in downtown LA with the simple prisoners. I said to them, how are you? We are good, huh? We are quiet. It's amazing. In our uh, theater today, we have the presence of Michel Narciso. Michel is a woman that I met for the first time in a class at Mercedes Club. And at the end, she came to me and she said, I would like to extend the result of your meditation. And she came in LA to see a class with the lifers, prisoners incarcerated for life. And Michelle was very surprised to see that at the end of every session, we ask to each prisoner, how do you feel? They say, we feel calm. We feel happy. Rejuvenate. Grateful, free. And they say ourselves is the size of our arms. We are free. <laughs> Who is able to say that in America? I am happy. I am calm. I am rejuvenated. I am grateful. I am free. <laughs> Everyone, we say I am busy. I have problems. Life is difficult. Blah, blah, blah. So, again, how to stop overthinking, how to awake our mind, it's when we calm the mind. And our question is how to calm the mind. I come from a very violent family. I realized when I was so young that we need to calm the mind inside the stress. It was my education. And naturally, I developed a new approach of meditation because when you live in a house when there is violence, when you are abused all the time, you must find a peace inside of you, in the middle of the stress. This is like that, that my way of meditation starts. 
meditation for daily stress, how to calm the mind inside the stressful situation. Not outside. You can go in any resort. You can go in Costa Rica on the pool with a machete to calm your mind. It's great. But when you will come back to New York the day after, you are stressed again. Because you have given to your brain the neurochemical signal, oh, there is a place to be calm. And there is, when I come back in my real life, I am stressed. No. We must change that. We must reprogram that. We must realize that peace is in New York inside the most chaotic city of the world. Like it, it was in my little room when I was a child, full of fears under my bed. My peace was inside of me. So today I will guide a short meditation to help you to be calm in the middle of New York City. Bon, when we are in, at the Rubin, we are not in New York, we are at the Rubin. This is an oasis. I am sure you feel, we feel the, the presence of the, of the teachers, of the masters. It's amazing. This place is unique in New York. And especially the shrine room. It's amazing. So I, will, I have chosen to, to guide the meditation of the mountain today. The mountain, this is one of the main practices that we do with the prisoners to be more grounded. And I teach the mountain because uh, one day I asked to my Rinpoche, Chepa Dorje Rinpoche, to be clear, Chepa Dorje Rinpoche, this is Enigma tradition, and this is also the lineage of Chatral Rinpoche. So Chatral was extremely strict, and my Rinpoche also. And I, I learned uh, last week that in the cremation, in the ashes of my Rinpoche, they found precious stones. Precious stones. Like blue turquoise stones in his ashes. So one day I asked to Chepa Dorje Rinpoche, what means meditation? What does it mean? In America, um, Rinpoche says this answer amazing. He says, meditation, it doesn't exist. Michel, nothing exists. Meditation doesn't exist. Okay. So I say, bon, alors, what do I do? <laughs> And he says, just sit like a mountain and you will feel all in your heart. Sit like a mountain. You will feel all in your heart. And he says something so important that I want to share with you. Chepa Dorje Rinpoche says meditation is not a technique. 
it's a transmission of energy. Hein, what we name the power, you know, the transfusion of consciousness, the transmission of energy. When we teach for the prisoners, you can imagine prisoners, they don't care about meditation. They say to me, Michel, if you say to us, take a deep breath, be focused on your breath, they say you are not respectful. If you talk like that, you don't realize our life is difficult. Just you copy-paste your wellness map. And I say, I agree with you, because my Rinpoche says it's not a technique. We transmute an energy. We tune. You know, my friends, we cannot talk to a prisoner. But we can tune a prisoner. Suddenly, we tune the vibration on another frequency. And in the eyes of each of them, I will say we see the Christ. We see a quality of love, of kindness, who is not human, but divine. They have an amazing compassion. They are not PhD. They have no diploma. But they have the best result of America in mental health. They have zero suicide. Zero depression. And 92% of them never go back to jail. 92% never go back to jail. So Michel Narciso came, see this session, and say, I want to expand, extend this result to the world. And she created home. Home it's our organization to bring everywhere in the world peace, awareness, calmness. So I will guide you the practice of the mountain today to be more grounded, to don't be busy, to be in eternity. And I will dedicate this practice to Sarah. She is with us, with Kathleen. There is no separation. Nothing died. All is a transformation. So, <clears throat> Just, we close our eyes. We are sitting down like a mountain. in a comfortable position. We do nothing. Just we are sitting down like a mountain. And we visualize a mountain. The mountain is grounded. Stable. And today we need to be grounded, stable. So we visualize a mountain, we see 
the stability of the mountain and we will breathe in mentally the stability of the mountain. We will keep our breath two seconds like we keep mentally the stability of the mountain in our mind. And when we will exhale, we will diffuse mentally the stability of the mountain in every cell of our body. So, we visualize a mountain, we see the stability of the mountain, and together we breathe in the stability, like that. Keep stability, diffuse stability. And immediately we feel the stability of the mountain in our body. Let's go deeper. Every day we say, I am busy. I am busy. But when we meditate, like a mountain, we are not busy, we are in eternity. So we visualize the mountain, we see the mountain is in eternity and we breathe in mentally the eternity Diffuse. Feel the peace of the mountain in your mind in your body. The peace of the mountain inside of you. And we stay like that in eternity in the middle of New York City. We are like a mountain. One second. Two. Three. Four. 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten seconds in eternity. Peace in this room. It's quiet. We can find peace in the middle of New York City. And you can feel something very special. This is not I meditate. But the mountain is meditating inside of us. There is a presence inside of us. The mountain is breathing, meditating inside of us. When we meditate like a mountain, we become a mountain. We can be in the street, can be at the workplace, in the train, in a coffee shop, sitting down like a mountain. As Chepadorje Rinpoche was saying, sit like a mountain and you will feel all the world in your heart. We never pray alone. When we pray, we embrace every person around us, every tree, every flowers, every bird, every cloud is praying inside of us. We are one with the universe because we are made of the atoms of the universe. We are not a person. We are a cosmos. When we meditate like a mountain, we can feel all in our heart. Thank you, Chepadorje Rinpoche.
and we can open our eyes. So much, Michelle. When I open my eyes and look at this full theater, all I can see is the Himalayan mountain range. You are all mountains, <laughs> recreated. So thank you for that exercise. And I'd just like to give a shout out to all of um, the staff and, and volunteers who help make mindfulness meditation happen every week for you. And that would be Ina, who's just joined us, Jacqueline, of course, Tashi, who is in India, but will be back. Uh, Jason, who makes the avian sound happen so beautifully, Lillian, um, my colleague Elke, who uh, is in charge of all the marketing, and Vincent, who translates this whole soundscape into a podcast that is listened around the world. Thank you guys so much. That concludes this week's practice. To support the Rubin and this meditation series, we invite you to become a member at rubinmuseum.org membership. And to stay up to date with the Rubin Museum's virtual and in-person offerings, sign up for our monthly newsletter at rubinmuseum.org enews. I am Tashi Chodron. Thank you so much for listening. Have a mindful day.